to kindergarten ready, what really matters. Kindergarten Ready is a podcast about child development in the first five years. Here, we'll try to uncover what really matters and just what it means to be kindergarten ready. Greetings all, I'm Dr. Jean Ouellette, researcher, director of the Language Literacy Learning Lab, and professor of psychology at Mount Allison University. On this episode of Kindergarten Ready, What Really Matters, we continue last episode's focus on being topical and timely, and hear from some more kindergarten teachers about starting school and what it really means to be kindergarten ready. And no, it's not just because I took some vacation time away from my desk, really it's not. Okay, maybe a little, but I do think it's important to hear from those on the front lines and who see a new crop of kindergarten kids show up year after year. Kind of like perennials, I guess. So this week on Kindergarten Ready What Really Matters, it's back to the classroom time once again. Okay, full disclosure, my original plan for the previous episode was to feature several kindergarten teachers and really hand over the mic, so to speak, to them. My new mic even, which I think sounds pretty good, if I don't say so myself. But with summer holidays winding down and back-to-school preparations underway, I I just wasn't able to organize all the planned segments in time. So we heard mainly from me last week, reviewing some readiness websites, and we finished with hearing from an experienced kindergarten teacher about some general and specific areas for parents to consider. But as I have said before in this show, I do want to mix it up a bit in terms of the format the show follows. Sometimes dealing with really practical applied suggestions, sometimes doing deep dives into research and theory, and sometimes hearing from others. I think it's important to hear from other voices, especially ones that have frontline experience in the kindergarten classroom. So really, it's just a coincidence that I spent last week away from the office, away from work, and away from this podcast in a secluded cottage on a beautiful shore on Prince Edward Island. And if you're not familiar with Canadian geography or Prince Edward Island, I'll leave that for you to discover online. And maybe even one day, if travel ever returns to normal, to experience for yourself in person. But hey, don't book that same cottage. I want that for next summer. It was amazing. So this week, this is actually all you'll hear from me until the closing. The stars of this week's show are two experienced, dedicated kindergarten teachers who have agreed to share their thoughts on children as they start school for the first time, and also on the concept of kindergarten readiness. You'll hear similarities and overlap in terms of how these teachers see kindergarten readiness, but you'll also hear some variation in their individual focus and in their tips to parents. So without further ado, I'll turn things over to our guest podcasters for the week and catch up with you at the end. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ouellette. As a parent, I can certainly relate to feeling the pressures of worrying about your child entering school. I was nervous, you know, even as a kindergarten teacher for my own two children to enter our system. So I was thinking, you know, did I do enough? Are they ready? Should I have spent more time on tying shoes? And when people find out that I am a kindergarten teacher, you know, they will often ask me that question. What can I do to get my child ready for school? Or do you think my child's ready? My response to that is always the same. Just by thinking and asking that question, I'm sure that you are doing so many of the things that I can suggest. When children grow up in loving, caring, and supportive homes, they are given a wonderful start to life. 
As a society, we often want to put our children, or people for that matter, into boxes, marking off progress on checklists and tests. Holistic learning or learning that focuses on the whole child doesn't work like that. Holistic development essentially means developing the whole child, looking at their intellectual, mental, physical, emotional, and social abilities so that they can face the demands and challenges of everyday life. That's huge. Learning is messy. Learning to become a confident, competent, contributing member of society takes a lifetime of work and practice. And learning is not linear. We, as humans, often change our position or views with new information that we gain. However, since this podcast is about giving concrete advice to parents in order to ensure that their child has a smooth transition to school, I should probably provide you with some ideas based on my experience working with families over the years. Okay, so let me think. My first piece of advice would be try not to compare your child's development with another child's development. This can be extremely difficult, especially if you have other children. It's important that you honor your child's strengths. We all have things that we're good at and things that we need to work on. And when you sit back and really watch your child, especially during play, you will really discover those strengths. Use these strengths when trying to help your child work on things that might need a bit more practice. Tap into your child's natural curiosity about the world. Answer their questions honestly. If you do not know an answer, admit it and try to find the answer together. Ask them questions about what they think and why they think that way. In my experience, children have an extraordinary capacity to explore deep concepts. My second piece of advice would be to expose your child to a rich environment that includes lots of opportunities um, for literacy. Now, this does not mean drilling letters and sounds and phonological awareness skills or sight words. When a student enters school with a solid vocabulary and good communication skills, you know, being able to ask for what they need or want, um, ask, being able to ask for help or expressing their feelings, teachers can teach important literacy skills using playful age-appropriate methods. There's a beautiful quote by James Brighton that states, you know, reading and writing float on a sea of talk. Students who have a good understanding of spoken language have good chances of having future success with reading and writing. I often explain this to parents by saying, if you can't say it, it will be really difficult to read it and write it. So all of those wonderful opportunities to practice speaking and listening become really important. Um, concrete ideas to support this at home would include eating around the supper table, talking together, taking turns sharing stories about your day, singing songs, narrating things that you're doing around the house or when you're getting groceries, engaging children in oral storytelling, you know, have them listen to stories about when you were younger. They love hearing those types of stories or fairy tale favorites such as the three little pigs or the three bears. Read to your child and talk about what you're reading. Have your child read to you by talking about what they are seeing in the pictures. You know, ask them what the characters are doing in the picture and ask them what they think they are saying. Just the simple act of speaking and engaging with your child on a daily basis will yield wonderful results for their learning. Another important piece of advice that I can give is to encourage age-appropriate independence. This becomes really important at school, but also can help you out at home. Allowing your child the opportunity to practice skills such as getting dressed, setting the table, opening containers, cleaning up their toys, brushing their teeth, washing their hands, give children a wonderful head start for school. 
I know that sometimes this can be difficult at home um, as parents were really busy and we want it to be done faster and maybe perhaps tasks done in a specific way. However, as children have more opportunities to complete um, daily tasks, they'll become faster and better at it. And if you're finding that it's a struggle at home, um, a suggestion could be to, you know, carve out a time in the day when you're not really busy to practice new tasks or skills. And that way you are not rushed and you have the opportunity to coach your child through these things without feeling rushed. Becoming independent is not only helpful to you as a busy parent, but these types of tasks will help to build your child's self-esteem. When a child is willing to approach a challenging task with optimism, perseverance, flexibility, they'll carry those skills with them through life. And helping to develop these t this type of growth mindset certainly makes a difference for children um, when they're working on challenging tasks at school. Finally, my last piece of advice, I think, is probably the most important one. Um, just give your child loads of time to play. Play, I believe, is the single most important way for a child to be able to connect with their world and develop skills at their own pace and within their own learning style. It's through their play that children can develop, build on, or solidify new concepts. Play helps to build language and communication skills in a natural way. It's through play where children start to practice and understand social norms and develop their social skills. Play has a calming effect on children and helps them to self-regulate their emotions. Building with Lego and Play-Doh helps to develop those fine motor skills to get those little fingers ready for writing. Getting outdoors as much as you can and letting your child be free to jump and climb and skip and roll and just be in the natural world helps them to develop strength and confidence in their body and encourages them to use all of their senses. Play would certainly and is certainly at the top of my list for helping a child get ready for kindergarten. Now, I hope all of these suggestions have alleviated some stress with parents um, when thinking about getting their child ready for kindergarten. And as you can see from my list, many of the things um, that I've mentioned, I'm sure that you're already doing at home as parents. So in a nutshell, Try not to compare your child with other children. Tap into their natural strengths. Talk, talk, talk. Read, read, read. Encourage independence. And most importantly, play. Kindergarten is my absolute favorite grade to teach. Children are so excited about learning and are willing to try anything. This age is so curious, intelligent, adventurous, and funny. Kindergarten is such an exciting milestone for families. As a kindergarten teacher for many years, I feel very privileged to be able to support families with their transition to school. Thank you, Dr. Roulette, for allowing me to share this information with families. And I want to wish all of the parents and kids out there a very smooth transition for the upcoming school year. Hello, my name is Laura Lee and I'm a teacher at Birchmount School. My background is varied. I've taught in public schools, private schools, and I was the director of a cooperative preschool. I've taught high school, middle school, grades three and four, but most of my days have been in the early years. And I love kindergarten. The beginning of the school year is always exciting, but especially for kindergartners. Parents may be feeling other emotions. I remember when my three started, Parents may be worried or nervous. I should have done this more or that more. I want to assure them that everything is going to be all right. The kindergarten teachers can't wait to meet their little ones, and they're going to have so much fun playing and learning together. At the beginning of each year, instead of homework, I share 
ways to support children at home with some tips I have from Christy Mraz and Christine Hertz, co-authors of Kids from uh, Kids First from Day One. Their advice is so wise and easy to do and based on research. And as I thought about my wish list for my little friends coming to kindergarten, it is very much the same. So here are some things you can do anytime to support your child's beautiful, growing brain before they are in school and after. Number one, have fun and play often. I love to hear that my little ones are playing a lot all day. When they play, when they are doing something they love and choose to do, they are learning countless things that are helping their brain and body to grow stronger. Building with Lego, playing house, creating with Play-Doh, painting, and on and on. I especially love to hear they're playing outside for a long time every day. The more opportunities they have to climb, hop, spin, squish, fall down, and get back up, the better. Puddle jumping, bicycling, climbing a tree, chasing a butterfly. It's all play that is important to their development. Number two, read books together. Whenever you can, read a book to or with your child. It's a beautiful way to connect and it helps your child develop a love of reading. It builds healthy reading habits. You can buy them, borrow from friends, go to the library. Even reading the same book over and over if they love it, that's beneficial too. Reading the pictures to you or retelling a familiar story in their own words are also important parts of a child's reading journey. Number three. Sing silly songs with rhymes. Nursery rhymes from your childhood are perfect to sing together. You can do that in the car or on a walk. Number four, tell stories. Stories can help children understand who they are in the world and help them make sense of what is going on around them. You may want to retell a, a story that is familiar to you, like a fairy tale. Tell stories about you and your family, the trip to the store, the day your child was born, the time you fell down and got back up. Encourage your child to tell the story with you. You know, repeat the stories over and over and they'll join in and, and tell it with you. Sharing stories is another beautiful way to connect. Number five, have writing tools like chalk or crayons or markers, have them available. Children love to make their marks on the world. They will even use sticks in the dirt. Scribbling leads to letter-like shapes than to actual letters. Enjoy what they're sharing through their mark making right now. It's wonderful. And number six, count everything everywhere. When unpacking groceries, count each item. When lining up stuffies, count them. When lining up cars, count them. How many plates do you need for the table? Guess how many dogs you will see walking to school and then count to find out. Try using words like more, fewer, same. These basic activities, things that you do, are laying groundwork for number sense. If anything I shared sticks today, I hope it is the word play. The hands-on, get messy, have fun kind of playing. Every day in my classroom, we sing the song three little birds and it helps us remember on the good and the hard days that we don't have to worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right so many good things are going to happen in kindergarten enjoy thank you for inviting me to share 
I want to thank this week's guests for those amazing audio files they sent me. You can hear the dedication and passion for what they do in those clips, and I thank them for sharing their perspective and firsthand experiences with us. And I also have to say, in listening to those clips, uh, I'm suddenly very self-conscious about just how much more articulate they are than I am, and just how much more pleasant their voices are to listen to than mine. Oh dear. Why did I start this podcast again? As always, thanks to you for listening and continuing to help spread the word about the show. Please continue to tell your friends, neighbors, anyone who listens to you about the show. Positive reviews on iTunes and other platforms are also appreciated. And not so positive ones, uh, not so much. Now looking forward to the next few weeks, uh, and in the spirit of keeping some variation in the show's format, as I mentioned in the intro, I think it is time for a deep dive research focus episode next time. And I've actually had two requests or topic suggestions via email. So what I'll do is I'll pick one of those and I'll run with it for next time. But don't worry, not with scissors in my hand. Uh, Words of wisdom to leave you with today, don't run with scissors. Add that to your list of kindergarten ready skills. Good thing I'm here to help out this week, I guess, eh? So with that being said, until next time, cheers, everybody. You've been listening to Kindergarten Ready, What Really Matters, a podcast about child development in the first five years. Kindergarten Ready is a production of the Language Literacy Learning Lab. For more information about the show, check us out at www.kindergartenreadywhatreallymatters.com. Kindergarten Ready!